0: Hello everybody, Sifu Jacob Bernand here with Iron Wire Martial Arts, and I have uh, some really interesting concepts um, that's useful for the martial artist and the fighter and the warrior uh, to look at, and um, it can vastly improve uh, your striking ability, your timing, and opening up um, different attacks or or getting your opponent to focus on you to the point of uh, being hypnotic, okay? And that's rhythm. So with various types of rhythm, you're going to be able to control your opponent to the point of hypnotism, okay? Just like a snake charmer, if you watch a snake charmer, everybody thinks it has to do with the flute, but really, the snake is looking, uh, with the music, but really... What the snake is looking at is the flute, the movement of the flute. So if you ever looked at a snake charmer, uh, the flute moves, the head moves, and then the snake will follow uh, the movement of the flute. Same thing when, a, when, when you're uh, going to be in another sparring match or if you're um, in a fight. When there's two people engaged or more people engaged on the situation or on the task of, of winning or, or defeating something, they're, they're hyper-focused. And during those times of focus, there's certain movement, hopping back and forth at a distance, focusing, um, like even fake movements, getting somebody to move in one place, moving to another, that becomes uh, hypnotic. It's very hypnotic. So movement. Getting the eyes to focus in one way, something's happening in another place. Or getting somebody to look at you and you're moving, Get them, getting them to react, focusing on your rhythm, focusing on your movement, it, it becomes very hypnotic and um, distracting and disorienting. And that's how you know you have um, them in a trance. And that's what you want. You want the snake to follow your movements, to follow the flute, because once you have that, you have captured their attention. And then while you have their attention, you could do something else. Or it conceals your intent. Or your, um, what, what attack you have um, planned or organized, or a series of attacks you have planned or organized. That is uh, a strategy used from a lot of fighters. One of my uh, Sifu's five-time world champion, Kathy Long, she taught me footwork to not only hit and then move, uh, you know, to get behind somebody, to have them constantly turn to you, and then as soon as they turn, there's going to be punches in their face, constantly in their face. Um, Not only is that distracting, but when you're done, you're gone. You're around them. You're out of there. Uh, Not only that, at a distance, there's... Uh, footwork and movements that she's taught me to hypnotize somebody, not knowing, am I going left? Am I going right? Am I going high? Am I going low? And in the, in my Navy SEAL teacher in the style of Pencocks a lot, even at a distance, there's certain hand movements that can go fast and then go slow, and you go high and you go low, and that's, that's, that's getting them to engage with your movement. It's hypnotic. It's, ry- it's uh, rhythmic. Uh, it's distracting. It's disorienting. It's getting them to focus on you, but the focus isn't a still, uh, movement remember martial arts is about movement um and so it's not you know when you when you're looking at some techniques okay you're able to pull the technique off but how they move the way they, they carry themselves that's uh very 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 important i would say just as if not more um important to go along with that we have uh, rhythm okay there's slow rhythm there's fast rhythm and the best way to describe this is like uh uh, music. Okay, it's the easiest way because uh, this analogy is used because everybody, everybody for the most part has listened to music. Okay, it's 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 almost unavoidable, whether it's pop music or even hip hop, uh, rap music, uh, uh, classical music. In these notes, uh, uh, there's certain rhythmic tunes. Okay, uh, in, in raga, what my dad plays, and in classical music. It's it's all uh, it, it, the, it's dancing, okay. It's getting the music to dance, um, and it, it becomes this this beautiful uh, compilation. Same thing with orchestra and everything else. There's an inherent rhythm, and the rhythm can go fast and it can go slow. So think of your techniques like the notes. Some go fast, some go slow, and it can change the flavor of uh, what's actually being done. The techniques um, that are being used against the opponent, uh, uh, you know, it will change due to the fact of your rhythm, your techniques, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So when you have a rhythm, you have an internal rhythm, when you change that, when you add another beat, like a half beat, you add something in there or you slow it down or what we like to call broken rhythm. Somebody's focusing on your rhythm. They go, okay, one, two, three. One, two, three. You get them to focus. Now you go one, two. They put their hand up on three. Boom. And you hit them again somewhere else. That's getting them to focus on your rhythm. So on the outside, we have ways to hypnotize the opponent. And then on the inside, when they get used to you fighting, they're going to get used to your combinations. If you, if you keep the same tempo, like let's say that I have a seven count of techniques. I have jab, uppercut, hook, kick, boom, and then, and then cross. Okay. Jab, uppercut hook, kick, cross, jab, uppercut, hook, kick, cross. That's the combination. If I move in the same rhythm over and over again, you're going to catch me. You're going to catch on to me Very, uh, fairly easily depending on how skilled of a fighter you are or uh, if I'm good at pulling the technique off, technique off or not. So with that being said... When I change the rhythm, it's going to get you to react, and that's what we want. We want you to react. We want the opponent to be hypnotized to react. It's just like in a magic trick. When you're looking, uh, when they bring out the beautiful lady, by the time you look at her, the trick has already been done. Or a slight hand of the eye. I get you to say, "Look, is this your?" Co-? When you're looking to the left, or if I put a hand gesture and your eyes glance over to it, the tr- technique has already been done. Or if I do the technique close enough, the hand is quicker than the eye. If I do the technique close enough to you, your eyes can't process that quickly. Meaning, by the time something has happened, by the time it registers into your, uh, your thought, um, and then you try to react to it, that takes a certain amount of milliseconds. Let's say it's even 0.8, or, or sorry, 0.4 seconds. 0.4 seconds to see something and react to it. I'm already done. I could do three or four moves in under one second. And if I'm really close, I could probably pull out five or six moves in under one second. So by the time your mind even processes it by where I'm at, um, I've already pulled it off. So rhythm, it's a great way to change what you have. It's a great way to change the flavor of your technique. It's a great way to force them to react. And um, in certain motions can distract their eye, can distract their attention um, and put them into uh, a hypnotic-like uh, um, focus where when they're focused on you, you can create um, or conceal your attacks, your strikes, your defenses and your strategies. It's a perfect way of, uh, a form of distraction, okay? You're getting them, it's forced attention almost and you can put them into almost like a trance. Lastly on this subject is um, telegraphing. So with a good coach, a good sifu, a good teacher, a good uh, master, not only do they always try to allow you to figure things out for yourself, as I've discussed in other podcasts, so, become, so it becomes a revelation, but they're able to point out your quirks, meaning that you may have... Really incredible plow- power, just like a pro uh, baseball player. You can be great at swinging, you have great power, you have great form, but there's there's certain things, there's certain things that you don't see that somebody, that, that a trained professional can see, um, such as, by the time if you throw a hard jab, a hard jab, and you throw it to the body, there's going to be certain mannerisms that most people uh, most fighters will develop and a lot of the mannerisms you don't notice unless you have a skilled professional with you such as a lot of the times uh when uh, a lot of warriors uh even Thai fighters when they throw a roundhouse kick a lot of them drop that um they drop their right hand and it could be to develop power i know that there's certain strategies for it but what i'm saying is A coach or a teacher is able to pick up on that and uh, they're able to tell their opponent, hey, look, when he throws that right hand, he drops it. Or when you go to throw your strong right punch, you lean your head in a certain direction and it exposes openings. Okay, So with telegraphing, okay, you don't want to just jump into uh, movements or attacks uh, without exploring it to its utmost entirety because what's going to end up happening is that you're going to reveal yourself. Meaning that every time you do a crossover in your legs, or every time you do um, an uppercut, you lean a certain way. You expose a certain part of your body, and um, you want to work on that. So even if you feel like you've mastered a technique, um, be careful that you're not telegraphing. Be careful that in even in in offense, there's defensive movements that protect your chin, et cetera, et cetera. Because uh, the reason why I added telegraphing into this segment of this podcast is uh, because this is about capturing attention. This is about broken rhythm, okay? And this is about forcing a reaction. And if you're going to be creating um, forced reactions or, or, or engagement through movement, make sure that your movement isn't obvious and make sure that your movement uh, doesn't have holes in it. It's not easy to telegraph, okay? Because there might be a certain step that you take there might be a way that you twist your body. There might be certain mannerisms that you have, a certain blank, a certain facial movement, a certain tenseness that the opponent can pick up upon and um, really, really destroy you. Okay, so you want to be able, once you take those uh, formations of those six moves, jab, cross, upper hook, hook, cross, and then you start you know, messing with the different rhythm, make sure that you're not going to telegraph it, okay? Because that goes along with uh, the hypnotic rhythm and um, hypnotic movement in forced engagement, okay? So that goes along with it. So this really important podcast has some great stuff because you can learn how to hypnotize your opponent. You can get them to focus one on, on one area when the attack is going somewhere else. You're able to lure them in and you're able to... Um, Uh, On the other hand, of being telegraphed, you could figure out what they're telegraphing. Okay, So in studying yourself, you could study other people at times as well. So this is a really important, important segment in our podcast. So make sure to study this. Listen to this again. Add it to your repertoire. Think about it. Meditate on it. Let this sit with you because there's some really important gems in here. Because if you can learn how to hypnotize your opponent or get them to act or react a certain way, not only can you create openings, but you get them to dance to your tune. That's what you want. You want them to focus on you, not you focus on the opponent. You want them to focus on what you're doing. Because that's where you have the control. Control in the sense of manipulation. Now, there's some real hidden gems in here talking about by the time thought turns into action, forced reaction, broken rhythm. Listen to this podcast again. Listen to this segment again. There's some really important gems. I said a lot of material, but there's important gems, especially in this one. All right. I'm Seafood Jacob Bernan. Thank you so much for listening. Iron Wire Martial Arts.